What's up, world? Welcome to the Positive Truth. Uplifting and positive news so you believe in yourself and the world around you. Tim, what are we trying to bring? Here at the Positive Truth, we're trying to bring awareness, empowerment, inspiration, optimism, and understanding in communities everywhere. JP, how are you, sir? I'm doing good. I talked Tim into a bad decision. <laughs> good times here at the Positive Truth. I was talking about staying up late. Yeah. I'm exhausted right now, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a little delusional, not seeing straight, but we have some great positive news stories today. Yes, we do. What do you got, Tim? Yeah, my first one of the day is actually really, really cool. Um, more than 10,000 abandoned carbon-emitting oil and gas wells in 24 states are now getting the plug pulled. Um, it's pretty awesome because we are trying to do our part to make our environment great. Our president just passed this infrastructure bill that's going to help us do our part. So, and where these abandoned wells are, we're basically going to turn those into um, something that's going to help the environment. I'm not exactly sure exactly what it is, but it's going to help increase America's emissions um, with a no return or value of any kind. Um, so, shout out to us doing our part. Sorry about the rough start on this first story. It was a wonderful start, Tim. What are you talking about? Exhaustion is here, buddy. <laughs> totally my wonderful start I'm going to have in my race. I'm so excited. Energy's back off of that. <laughs> my first positive news, favorite positive news story of the week, is about Tat Charlie. He is the oldest first-year student on UBC University campus this fall. He's studying anthropology and art history on a full-ride scholarship at 48 years old. Why is that a positive news story? Well, I'm glad you asked. Because whenever he was in high school, he got expelled, never graduated, worked, as Tim would say, all kind of jobs. But he always had a passion because he was a Native American for indigenous art, culture, and history. But he never got around to pursuing the field when he was busy raising four kids who are now grown. He wanted to be an example for his children. And after the pandemic happened, he was like, I need to, I need to do a different career. Here's the perfect opportunity. He wanted to paint, started doing it really well, went back to school, got his GED, got a full-ride scholarship, and his goal was to get a master's degree in undergraduate studies and then open an indigenous museum in Canada. That's amazing, man. That's amazing. That's super inspiring. I have a story that's very similar to that. Um, it's about a, a man named Mike Huss. Um, he started working at Lone Elementary School as a janitor. Um, in the past and this year he became the school's principal um, He definitely started going there to a school uh, an elementary school whenever he was in elementary school um, His family believed you know one day he was gonna be in education He said there's no way I would be in education back then But he ended up working as a janitor He ended up having a son and he was inspired by having a son to be a good role model So he decided you know what? I want to show my son you can go back to school, you can work as a janitor, you can coach in sports, and you can, you can become a teacher if you want to. It's all up to you and how much work you put into it. And that's exactly what he did. And he said it's only been a couple weeks since he's became a high school principal at this school, but he's been getting so much support from the school, the teachers, from his peers, the superintendents, etc. And I thought this was really, really cool because, you know, as a father myself, I love to see other fathers do good and, and try to inspire their own children. Okay, so you like inspiring children, right? Dusadas. So, you also like dogs, right? Love dogs. So I have a story of an Amazon driver who also loves dogs, and she's a hero, Tim. Ah, indeed. 
Yes, sir. So. Not us having the same story. <laughs> it's almost like we didn't prep for this one because it was so late. It's but, all good, though. Let me steal your story, Tim. Go for it, buddy. So she was doing her Amazon route. She's a delivery driver. She saw a fire. At the house, she parked immediately, ran, yelled to see if anybody was in there, and all she heard was some barks. Called 911, went in there, saved three little puppies, revived them, a little CPR back to health. Fire truck ended up getting there in time to save the house, and she saved the dogs. Indeed. I love that story because th- there were bo- three Boston Terriers, Captain's half Boston Terrier, man. The reason why I wanted a Boston Terrier is because my sister had some Boston Terriers. But yeah, that's a whole just conversation about dogs that we can talk about later. And the Amazon driver, we're not mentioning her name because she didn't want to be identified because she said, I didn't do anything special. I feel like everyone would have done the right thing in that situation. Do something. You think that though, man, but there's a lot of people that see smoke coming out of a house and they don't call 911 or anything, man. They just do their own thing. So yeah, shout out to her. She deserves some credit even though she doesn't want it. What do you got, Tim? Man, I see your dog story and I match you some cats. Um, so we've talked about this on here actually. In Charlotte, North Carolina, there is a cat cafe. Um, it's a cafe you can go to and you can also adopt cats. Um, they actually are celebrating a huge milestone. They just had their 1,000 cat adoption. Um, I just think that's wonderful. I know it was not too long ago that I think I was talking about this news story within the last two months. Um, I just think this is really, really awesome because there's so many, um, you know, animals out there that need homes and there's a lot of loving people out there that would love to take them. They just don't know, necessarily know how to go about it. And whenever you're able to, you know, come up with something creative like a cafe, cat cafe of all things, I think that's pretty awesome. So shout out to them. Um, Mac Tabby, the cat cafe owner, and Lori Conwall. I think they're uh, some amazing people doing some amazing things. Before we get to our last five favorite positive news stories of the week, we need to pause and do audio meditation. For me and Tim, talk about one thing we're grateful for each because in the stresses of life, we have to overlook all the great things going on in our own lives. We encourage everyone listening to think of one thing you're grateful for as well. Guaranteed to make your day so much more positive. Tim, what are you grateful for today? Man, honestly, random family time. I know I talk about family time all the time because that's like the most important thing in the world to me right now. But I was able to, you know, have dinner today with uh, my wife, my daughter, my mom, my wife's parents, and my wife's grandmother. So Layla had all of her grandparents except for her grandfather there. And it was pretty funny to see the interaction between Layla and everybody. And it was just one of those moments where I'm like, man, we don't get this all the time. So I'm really, really grateful that we were able to at least spend this time now because it's a core memory for me right now. What are you thankful for, sir? I'm grateful to proving people wrong. I'm going to have an awesome opportunity to prove a friend wrong and show that, you know what? It's not that hard to run. (sighs) Okay, I was holding back. All right, I was about to crack up so loud. Oh, you should laugh. But I'll be laughing whenever I prove you wrong, Tim. (laughs) The funny, the irony to this, you're in this because I proved you wrong. (laughs) Not really. (laughs) I love it, dude. Not really. That's why you don't gamble, folks. That's why you don't gamble. So me and Tim, I have to run six miles, but if I run the first three in under 22 minutes, I don't have to run the last three. Tim doesn't think I can do it, but I'm not washed up, Tim. I got you. I'm just saying, man. 
as somebody that loves to run and get back in shape and out of shape to get back in shape. But I never got out of shape like you, man. I don't got no dad bod. <laughs> you know what helps with dad bods, Tim? Vegetables. Indubitably. Look at that segue. Look at the segue. You got a vegetable story? Not only do I have a vegetable story, I have a giving back story that goes all the way from L.A. to Tahlequah, Oklahoma. Hey, Illinois River. I'm shocked you knew that, but anyway, back to the positive <laughs> news story. So, have you ever heard of fast forward or food forward? Food forward? No, but I love the name. It's a Los Angeles-based nonprofit that takes pallets and truckloads of surplus produce from growers and shippers in Southern California that might go to waste, and they ship them out around the country. One of them went, just went to Tahlequah, Oklahoma. Stacy Serrano, vice president of the Rural Community Initiative Foundation, thought it was too good to be true whenever she got her first phone call ever about a free truckload of fresh fruits and vegetables. And she said, honestly, I thought he was fibbing. This is absolutely amazing because we're Tahlequah's home of the, one of the largest number of native Cherokee speakers in the country. Fresh food is so hard to find. Dollar Store is the only place to buy groceries for miles around. And that's what Food Forward was trying to do. There are tons of food deserts in America, especially out in rural areas. And they said, we're going to take any extra produce that's going to get thrown away or like can't get sold. We're going to buy it and we're going to give away for free throughout the country. I, I, just, I just, There's nothing else to say. It's just really awesome. Man, we... We spoke about food deserts in the past on this podcast. We had a whole episode dedicated to it. Might be from like 2016 or 2017. Whenever all these organizations come together to help out other organizations, it's amazing. And there's a food desert problem all over the United States of America. There's food desert problems all over the world. And in our own communities, we didn't even know it growing up. But there is a food desert problem here in Oklahoma City as well. And to see companies like that to actually like make another hey this doesn't feel real like get out of here that's amazing to me i'm glad we're able to find stories like that and talk about it here because everybody needs to hear that great things like that are really happening in this world it's not just people out here taking advantage of each other and it's not just people spreading fear like your next positive news story tim indubitably i have a woman from massachusetts i've actually said that right this time i remember i couldn't say that correctly out loud for anything but a hairstylist from massachusetts she just gave free haircuts and school supplies to dozens of children's children and struggling families. I think this is amazing. Her name is Amanda Barnett. Um, she calls her event Free Kids Cuts. Um, I think this is amazing. I actually know a few barbers that have done that here in Oklahoma City as well. And I, I think at the beginning of the year, the school year, every kid wants to have that nice haircut. Every kid wants a new pair of shoes, the backpack, to make sure they have the school supplies so they can get their work done without having to ask a friend for some paper or a folder or whatever the case may be. And one of the coolest things about it is these hairstylists, these barbers, they're coming together and they're putting events for their community for free. It's their craft, something they put a lot of time into, right? They deserve to get paid for doing that. But instead of them getting paid this day, they're like, no, I'm going to give out hundreds of hundreds and hundreds of school supplies and haircuts, anything that they need to be successful to help these kids get an education. It's beautiful to me and it's super inspiring. So shout out to Amanda Barnett. Definitely want to give a you some shine. There's nothing more universal than the feeling of a good, feeling good after a good haircut. You saw, I always feel like a new man. There's, I be walking around depressed over here at work, 
And then when I get a new haircut, I'm talking noise to JP like I never left. <laughs> because, you, because we never left. <laughs> Speaking of work, what if you couldn't find work, Tim? That, was, that would not be fun, right? I'd be broke. Okay, imagine just getting out of jail and no one wanting to hire you. Tough. We actually didn't plan this segue, so that was really good. Just want to pause and say that. Have you ever heard of Hot Chicken Takeover? No, but I'm for it right now. So it's a chicken company. I'm pro pizza, Tim's pro taco, but they say fried chicken brings every, the world together. Where it's a chicken strip, fried chicken, everyone loves fried chicken. But they have a different business model than everyone else because the company tries to hire people who have been previously incarcerated through its equal employment policy. The idea is that we believe in giving people a second chance. In one of their locations, Kevin Fisher, he was in, he was in jail for murdering someone, got out in 2019 after being in jail for 26 years. And he said, there's only one place that's gonna hire me. I heard about Hot Chicken Takeover. I'm gonna do whatever it takes. Got hired there, started out just cleaning, janitor work, worked his way up to general manager at 60 years old. It says the lack of career and educational opportunities often lead to poverty and going right back to jail. Hot Chicken Takeover says we believe in these people. Doesn't matter if you've been priorly incarcerated, drug addiction, homelessness. 40% of our workers have been in the justice system and we're gonna show that if you give people a chance and they want the second chance, they'll make the most of it. So I really like fried chicken and second chances with the Positive Truth Podcast. Take that world. What do you got, Tim? Man, this story right here is pretty awesome because because of Nicole and Lindsay Byrne, twins by the way, um, this woman has a second chance. Uh, they were actually on a flight. Now the cool thing is is that Nicole is a nurse and Ke or Lindsay is a firefighter and paramedic. Um, they were actually on this flight from Massachusetts, or I'm sorry, from Florida, and um, this woman was unconscious. unconscious. The flight attendant asked over the PA, can anybody come please assist? We don't know what's going on. The woman was actually in the restroom. So they, of course, like, hey, this is us. We need to go over there and make, see what's going on. They went into the restroom. They saw that she was unconscious and she was grayish and grayish blue. And uh, they were just not exactly sure what was going on. But then they ended up, one of the sisters noticed there was um, some type of machine. And they were like, yo, this could be a diabetes emergency. They found some sugar packets. They were able to give her some sugar. She ended up responding. Um, they stayed with her until the plane landed. And they were able to get, uh, get her to the first responders and medical professionals so they could take care of her. The woman ended up being okay. It was a diabetic emergency. Um, and thanks to these two twins, this woman is okay. And nobody was hurt or harmed during the making of that story. And I just think that's really, really awesome because, I mean, how how amazing could it be you're on a flight just hanging out and out of nowhere you're saving lives? Real heroes. Always prepared. Stay ready. So you don't got to get ready. <laughs> so since for my last favorite positive news story of the week, got to talk about science. We're going to go to Mexico where an unlikely alliance between conservationists, farmers, and cattle ranchers is working to incorporate 2.5 million hectares, or hectares, 6.2 million acres, of land into sustainable management schemes, focusing on soil health and restoring and 
reforesting 1.4 million or 3.5 million acres. The idea is if you restore soil health and in the process store carbon, free up more land for conservation and maintain jobs in rural areas. So they have this idea, these farmers are trying to save their land, right? They're trying to grow stuff. Conservations are trying to basically regrow the forest. Sometimes they clash. So the idea was let's promote soil health. What do you need? What do we need? And we'll help each other both out. So the conservationists would provide the tools necessary for them to keep soil growth and replant trees in their area. And then in return, the farmers would go out and plant trees on their farms and help restore the community. It's almost like teamwork makes the dream work. Perfectly said, Tim. You would think they would have thought of this sooner, but it, didn't, it took until 2010 to get it to work. Both of them said there's no way this is going to work. Since then, basically, they went from $312 per acre of extra money to $480. It's a lot of extra money a year per acre. I think it's really awesome. I want to talk about it here. Do you have a quote before we get out of here? You always pass failure on the way to success. Quotes by Tim. That's going to be me running this, this race. Oh, I cannot wait to talk about that on this podcast. <laughs> if you want to support the podcast, make sure to like, share, subscribe, rate, and review. Five-star review helps us out so much. Helps us spread our message of positivity out to the world. We also have a Patreon, where if you subscribe, you get a bonus positive news episode every single week. And we take all of our Patreon money and our sponsorship money and we donate every single month when we do our favorite positive news stories of that month. And whoever the Patreon tells us to donate to, that's exactly where we donate to. We're out. Stay positive.